Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, everybody, here with Jimmy and Clarence Hill, uh, having a blast so far. Yes, already. And it's already fun. It, continuing. The pre-meetings are better sometimes right. than the podcast. They're really fun. <laughs> Might as well hit record. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to continue with what we've been talking about, uh, which is uh, we want to understand the times, number one, but we also want to know what to do. Mm. And one of those important, important areas is in the area of unity. Mm. So... Clarence and Jimmy are going to have that conversation. I may or may not interject a question or two along the way, so y'all take it away. Wow, there we go. Uh, so hey, I just want to reiterate again, uh, understanding the times and knowing what to do. Just huge, because you got kind of two groups, people that understand the times. Uh, sometimes we think we understand everything, but let's say part of the times. Right. <laughs> Everybody understands a little bit, right? That's why we need each other. Right. And then, but knowing what to do is really a big deal because it's like you can tell your kids all day long why you believe in purity or holiness, Mm -hmm. but if you don't give them practical tools how to walk away from a conversation, Mm -hmm. how to turn the TV off, Mm -hmm. how to have monitors on their phone, um, how to cultivate a love for Jesus that is hotter than the passions of their heart. You know, these are, it's what to do is what keeps us on a holy lifestyle, not just that we should right. or we ought. Now we should and we ought, <laughs> but but we got it. We got to know what to do. Um, so hey, just relating all that, of course, to unity, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> is um, um, I think that you know, Clarence. The way I want to start this one off is um, I've just been so taken back again, and uh, with John seventeen. Mm-hmm. We be one, no, one is he and the Father one that the world may know God. They may know God's ways, who God is, what He's all about. And I think that what's really helped me the last two or three years is I'm a big Matthew twenty four fourteen deal. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a testimony to all the world, then the end shall come. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about Jesus coming until everybody's heard. Therefore, get off our tails and start sharing right. the gospel. Go to the places where he hasn't been preached so that we can create an environment for Jesus to return. So that's a that the world may know. Um, obviously, there's the outworking of the nations and all the prophetic things from Daniel and Revelations and so on and so forth. That kind of creates an end time scenario. Um, and then you have, we love one another that the world may know. Yes. Of course, that we all think, well, yeah, I ought to be more nicer and more loving. But that John 17 oh, piece man, a for world evangelization, yes. yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like that takes it up a notch for me. So what happens is a lot of times in the unity conversation, we take it down in acquiescing to one another in hopes that it will be nicer to each other yeah. instead of taking it up in God so that we might become more powerful yeah. of an influence mm-hmm. so the world will know. All right, I threw you a softball. Oh, my goodness. It's like there's three or four or five different (laughs) rivers to jump on and everything that you just said. 
So let's talk one about that hope, that, that mystery in there where there's something about unity that's going to cause the whole world to know that Jesus wow. was sent by the Father. Yeah. And so I, I, I've carried that for so many years and just being honest, you know, a piece of you like, oh, is that even really possible? Mm, sure. Why even waste your time? Right. And, and you, you, you feel people getting disillusioned in relationships and all right. and this. You almost want to walk away with just do the best that you can. Yes. And then you start praying, and then the Spirit of God starts filling your thoughts and your veins and your mind. And and you're like, wait a minute. Everything in the kingdom, whether I'm thinking about the salvation of nations or cities, or just my relationship with a brother or sister in a life group, right? it's in principle. And I've discovered that the things that we do in secret, mm. behind closed doors, how I handle my wife, mm. the unity I have with my own children and having the right tone, the right mm. attitude, mm. being consistent, that matters in the stewardship God's gonna release to me to impact cities and nations. Mm. Now it's just raised the value on me, Clarence Hill Jr., not as a pastor, not as a leader, not as someone who can uh, call different people, but Clarence Hill Jr. as a servant and son of God, did you talk in the right tone mm. to your brothers and sisters? Mm. Um, are you walking in humility, Clarence? Are you being faithful in the small things? And now I'm excited because I'm like, hey, y'all, let's, if we honor the body, if we love what Jesus loves, we're telling him, hey, if someone doesn't treat me right, and I know that I did, I wasn't biblical, he honors the fact that I'm going to start that conversation and say, hey, brother, sister in Christ, mm. let's get this right, let's walk in unity. Because then you look at the result, there is something exponential about us being able to reach the world if we get this right. I think the devil just wants to weaken us. Mm -hmm. I think he wants us to keep us eating at one another, mm -hmm. and I think he wants us to sacrifice the harvest over our feelings. Mm. Wow, he just threw, <laughs> threw a big softball. I'm thinking five lanes of traffic right? back at you. All right, so so let's let's just let's just kind of um, take this vein of what's done in secret is shouted through our life. Good. That. True. That you know the spirit of a man even before you know the words of a man. Mm -hmm. Now, you may be able to deceive somebody with a silver tongue or a, you know, with a cute little deal. You may be able to mask it for a while. But in the spirit realm, if we really believe that God gives grace to the humble but resists the proud, right. or um, say it another way, God honors truth and resists deception. Yeah. Then so many times we wonder when we say there's so much disunity because of them. Yep. We that that should be because of me. Like yes. like yes. I have got to come to grips with my divisiveness, yes. my deception, my self-deception first in order to be able to have authority yep. to lean into somebody else. That's right. So that's right. So so it, it's it's kind of like what spirit of you are, are you of? Jesus would tell the disciples. Yep. Call down fire from heaven. That's what right. spirit are that's you right. of? 
So here, here's the deal, and then, then please play off this, is that when I'm with the Jordans, the J&Js who are here uh, with us, um, I'm leaning in to pull us together in our conversation. I'm not trying to beat them, win them, uh, get them. You know, I, I'm, there, there's, there, there's a spirit that I am of with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, these guys are easy, so that's not mm-hmm. a problem. But So we are trying to work together to serve people. So the podcast works because there's a unity and a flow, Yep. right? But if I'm trying to one-up Jordan in the conversation, cooler story, bigger man, make right. myself, this. Th- then yeah. there's disunity even without words being said. Mm. And, and, um, and I, I know I'm rambling here a bit, but it's the spirit in which we carry things. So am I, am I about, is my goal to pull everybody towards Jesus and towards grace and towards forgiveness and towards the help of mankind, that's a spirit that I have or don't have yeah. versus get my way, get mine, yeah. prove my deal, be somebody big, whatever it is, yeah. there's a spirit of it. So talk to us about the spirit of the man yeah. related yeah. to unity. So, so I, I think part of this is grabbing, just kind of stepping back and looking at where we are just as human beings, especially those of us who live in America, uh, broken families, family fragmentation. Right. So here we are, we, we come to Christ, and now our hearts are on fire for something great, something beautiful. You go into your prayer closet, and you're known by heaven. Yeah. And it's this wonderful experience. But then you step out of the prayer closet, and your mind's being renewed, but you still have an experience of so many fragmented relationships. Right. I think one thing for us in the body of Christ to recognize is we have we've got to be that tide turning generation to recognize broken people with fragmented all of us with fragmented relationships are now coming together under Christ and now we have to learn a new culture mm. that's built on grace and honor mm. So say that again. What's yeah, the, what are those two well, words? We we come into a kingdom culture mm. to 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 build a, a lifestyle on grace and honor. Mm-hmm. Now, in our natural, we were used to cutting Ver- versus pride and competition. Yeah, I mean, Go I ahead. mean, you Keep have going. to. You, you're not used to failing, and someone saying, "It's not the end of the world because you failed." Yeah, or not doing something great and a parent coming in and say, hey, look, relax, tomorrow's gonna come, you're gonna get up again. Mm-hmm. Or getting in a fight with a sibling and then resolving it well biblically. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people can say that they grew up and their parents wouldn't let the, them go to sleep until they reconciled from the heart with their sibling? Yes, right. We're not used to that. Right. But now we come into a kingdom where grace and honor are the norm. So once I know that, now I'm actually looking at all these beautiful people who have come to Christ. You know something? I know you might be prone to getting mad, and you, you're used to probably cutting people off, and you're not going to show up for life group uh, next week because of a challenge that came up. Mm-hmm. But now my grace is larger because, you know, I see the treasure of God in you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have more grace mm-hmm. because we're living in a world where most people are coming from fragmented relationships. Because mm. if I get offended by you getting offended, I'm not even aware of the 
the gen- my generation and what we've had to walk through through family devastation. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, when I hear people who parent like you and Laura have, and you sit down with the Word of God, everybody doesn't have that story. Mm-hmm. For some people, when they get married, they come into their families or they have a relationship, to have arguments is normal to them. Right. And so that same debris comes into the church. Mm. And so what grace does it take on our lives to realize that we have to disciple a whole generation? Mm. So for me, it's like, okay, Clarence, now how are you going to pray your way through this? I go to Daniel 9. When Daniel prayed, Mm. he didn't pray, God, would you change all of these uh, thin-skinned, shallow, (laughs) make me walk on eggshell folks uh, in my life group, in my church? No, he said, we have sinned. Yes. And I think there's just a corporate ownership where we ask Mm. God together, would you pour out grace on our generation? Mm. Lord, we do want John 17, 21, but help me in my thin areas. Mm. Help help me when I've gone natural and I don't even know it and I won't even listen to people trying to tell me. Mm. Grace and honor. And and if, 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 if they see, if we can model that and not faint in the process of God making us one, we will get the promise at the end of John 17, 21 mm-hmm. to impact the world. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so there is, um, again, like everything, it's the right vision of God and God's plan kind of gets to the right actions. But that all goes through the grid of family of origin, right? Yep. So we, we had... Um, we, um, my nephew married a great lady named Carolyn. She lived with us for two years. And then at the same time, my daughter Abby was married to uh, her husband Kyle. All right. So Kyle grew up, three different dads and other men in their life, very broken life. She grew up, divorced home, challenged everything else. So they had, we would have Monday night, family night. So Carolyn lived with us. Kyle was being added to the family, and so they would all sit down, and we would have family dinner, and our normal family dinner was, all right, tell us one thing that happened today that if you didn't tell us, we wouldn't know. Um, And, um, you know, and we said it could be funny, it could be good, it could be serious, doesn't matter, and then we would be interested in them, and everybody would take their turn, and then we would always talk about usually some topic of the day, what's God think about this, or but they, they were just, that was our normal family dinner. We'd done that for years and years. So one, one uh, night in particular, Carolyn and Kyle were talking over in the corner. And they were, uh, it brings a little tear to my eyes, and they said, what is it that's different hmm. about this, these conversations? We've been with this family now for several months. And said, what is it? Because they were kind of relating to each other's past, and they said, simultaneously here's what they said they said we keep thinking this can't be real yeah when's the bomb gonna drop yep. when's somebody gonna explode and yep. leave the table and not return yep. and they said the bomb never drops mm-hmm. now we've disagreed on things we've said that's come on man yeah <laughs> we, we've all we've all it's not like it's all oh you know so right. sweet we've disagreed debate and all that but nobody is even thinking yep that anything's happening at this table mm-hmm. that you walk away. And even if you felt that, you're not walking away. Right. Right. That's just not an option at this table. We're leaning in 
if somebody's offended, we'll say, hey, that obviously offended you. What now? Let's just have a family talk about it and let's get through it. But I thought that was so interesting mm-hmm. because they said that was the shocker for them. You know, and I always was a little more self-conscious about, you know, are we being a good model right, for <laughs> sure. know, at yeah, the family right, table? Because sure. yeah. it's not perfect. But for them, it was just blow away healing yeah. for now their own marriage. Actually, today as we're talking, Kyle and Abby celebrating their 10-year anniversary. Hey, congratulations, guys. Love y'all. So proud so of them. So 10 years now, mm-hmm. faithful marriage, yep. you know, faithful family. And Carolyn and Preston aren't far behind them, a couple of years behind them. Great family, great marriage. Um, and um, But I thought that was so interesting. So there's a little the world may know. People just sitting at the dinner table were like, Fam- because family of origin is so powerful is. and you live with the anxiety of waiting for the division to happen yep. that you don't believe for something higher. Yep. Yep. Okay. We had a marriage community that was pretty much like a couple's life group that just multiplied. And we have one rule. No one uses the D word. And that was the term divorce. Now, I know it sounds small and elementary no, absolutely. to think like that, but it saved. I mean, we went 10 years without one person um, divorcing at all. And this is in Oklahoma City where at the time we were number two and number three in the country in divorce rate. The body of Christ creates a new subculture. Yep. And and within the culture that surrounds us, it can be all types of uh, truce breaking, as the scriptures right. call covenant breaking. Yep. But then when we come together, I, I think it's worth us calculating that we will have to model patience in relationships. Yeah. It, it's some people are going to have to test us as Christian leaders, as life group leaders that they're going to leave for two weeks and come back. They're mm-hmm. going to uh, expect an argument when grace is going to come to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reward that's at the end of John 17, 21 is worth sowing into mm-hmm. because I believe our generation can actually turn the tide. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm 49. So I do come from the generation that if you ask how many people in a classroom, parents had separated. I only remember one guy in our classroom. Mm -hmm. And so our generation knows nothing about that level of peace inside the home. Mm -hmm. But now we're battling for little things like, hey, put your phone down. Hey, get to the dinner table in the first place. Mm -hmm. Hey, make time for life group to fellowship and walk together. Mm -hmm. But here's here's the victory that I love. When Christ really comes in to any changed heart, that grace, that honor, it all comes in one package. Mm-hmm. And it's helping people to understand, look, walk through that thing. Walk it through. Yeah, look, don't carry that offense away. Look, discipline yourself to, instead of walking away and say, hey, did you hear what Jimmy said? Mm-hmm. Or hey, did you hear mm-hmm. what the life group leader said? No, Matthew mm-hmm. 18, discipleship mm-hmm. moment right here. Go to that person between you and him alone mm-hmm. and steward that thing. And you know, I think it's Luke 17 that says, if your brother sins against you, I'm using King James language, yeah. trespasses, he says, yeah. rebuke him. And it sounds so harsh, but when the Lord spoke that to me, um, you know, I got in a situation where someone had 
done me really wrong. They went public online, and you know everybody watching and called me out by name. I never had that happen. I don't know. Oh man, about. I mean, you just <laughs> and I just happened to be sick at home watching them online, so I wasn't at my own church, and I saw this, and it was just like, boy, it just hit me. And I didn't want to speak to them or say anything to sure. them about it. I'm like, okay, done with you, blah, blah, blah. And then my discipleship kicked in. <laughs> you know, it's like, are you a disciple? Are you going to obey? But the way the Lord rephrased that statement of rebuke was, give them a chance to change. Mm. Mm. S- tell them what they did and give them the opportunity to change. Because mm. even your Christian heroes, they may say something to you. Sure. And, and, and we can be blind on both sides and not right. know that, um, oh, you used a term, and maybe you can say it better. Or, oh, hey, you were acting thin-skinned. Mm-hmm. But, hey, let's give one of the grace to walk it through. Sure. But it's like give that person a chance to change. And if someone's listening right now, um, someone coming to Christ is too important mm. for us as Christians to sit here divided mm. when we know we're sacrificing the harvest. Mm. Wow. I mean, I mean, we, we we've got to weigh that. And sure. you know, my wife is a, a superhero. Boy, she she got me one time, and I will never forget it. You know, we we jumped into marriage ministry as soon as we got married, and it was so funny. Sometimes we'd be fussing right up to the door and have to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so we could be, <laughs> start the be qualified for ministry yes, before, we, uh, before we started. Sure. And um, boy, one time she said to me um, something like, you know something, God has called us, and that's one thing I know. And I'm busy trying to make my point about how right I was. And mm. she just nailed me because she put the calling Mm. above any of our opinions. And boy, mm. I'll never forget that. I felt like I was in a Wild West quick draw and she just shot me <laughs> cold with a silver bullet. And I'm like, that, that's it. Right. I didn't even care what my point was anymore. I'm like, all that matters mm. is that we are called so that someone can come to Christ. Mm. And I think anybody who's been offended, running around doing podcasts, um, causing the body of Christ to weaken mm. instead of going into private places and interceding for one another instead of talking mm. we are hindering people from knowing the Lord mm. and receiving inter- eternal life and we've got to weigh that seriously mm. in this hour well let me you know an illustration come to mind that I haven't thought about um, and that is um, the devil comes to Eve and says has God really said whispers in her ear apart from her husband's presence then then says all right look there's another way here she takes the apple right then he obviously is in agreement he eats as well and then right we got sin and on the rampage but when we walk out of a situation and say hey i just want to get your thought on what jimmy just mm-hmm. said or what Clarence just said, mm-hmm. and, you know, I really didn't like that. And what do you think? We're trying to build an alliance Very true. to defend ourselves mm-hmm. from an offense yep. that, and a perspective that may or may not be true or may or may not be accurate. We're trying to build alliances against some, a brother or a sister to justify our own feelings yep. of offense. So it's, it's to, just to maybe take it a bit extreme, it's like the devil whispers in your find an alliance. True. Hey, Jordan. 
What do you think about what Clarence said? Or, you know, when Clarence says that, doesn't that bother you? It bothers me too. Now, the chances of me actually looping back around and righteously talking to you are pretty slim. But even if I do, I just left doubt in Jordan's life for the rest of his life because it wasn't his offense. That's right. Right? It says, be careful that there be a root of bitterness in any of you, lest you defile many. 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 Very true. So my one offense now Mm. has gone to Jordan. Jordan goes home. His wife says, hey, how was your day? Oh, it was great. Uh, Jimmy was a little ticked off at Clarence. And yeah. she said, what did Clarence do? Well, uh, Clarence said something that was offensive. And she's like, I, well, you know, I thought Clarence was a good guy, but I don't know. <laughs> then the kids around the table are listening. Then they're at the play yard. Clarence's daughter's over on the other end of the play yard. And they, they ask, oh, what happened today? We had an interesting dinner last night. Do you know that Clarence's, that, uh, you know, uh, Harmony's dad said this to Mr. Seibert, who yeah. said this to me, who said this to me. Now they're distanced themselves from Harmony. So we already got a split off of one deal because I didn't go to you. I went to find an alliance to justify yep. my pain yep. or my question or my concern, and I'm literally ripping people apart wow. when the very thing that is needed is trust. Yep. And it doesn't mean that you, if, you, if I did something or you did something untrustworthy, then I need to give you a chance yep. to be trustworthy That's again. That's right. But I'm just like, this This is not, the enemy has a field day off of our loose lips based on our unsanctified hearts and our unwillingness to dialogue. Look, look for, for me, one of the reasons why I appreciate um, me having to be called into obedience to the word, to give someone else a chance to change if they've sinned against me, offended yeah. me, or something like that, it's because I've been on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Where I have said something or done something to someone out of ignorance or even immaturity. Yeah. And man, the pain of losing a relationship or someone, they won't call you back anymore. Mm-hmm. And you just remember all of your wonderful times together. And you, and you know, you wish you could take some things back mm-hmm. and, you know, just came into Christ perfectly mature. Yeah. But that, that wasn't my story. But man, not having the opportunity to sit down, mm. keep a precious relationship, you remember mm. the meals you had, the yeah. laughs you had together, mm. that stings. Mm. That's all the more motivation for me that when someone trespasses against me, okay, now the shoe's on the other foot. Yep. And, and there's a piece of you that's like, you know, I don't wanna deal with any long conversations. Yeah. I don't want to bring this up, but yeah. boy, you know you're off because there'll be that temptation to go start talking to someone else about mm-hmm. it. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's it's there. I mean, even to this day, there has to be a discipline in my soul. Oh, absolutely. Today. Me, me. yes. T- today, yes. I'm saying there has to be a discipline in Clarence Hill's soul that when something happens, I don't start chirping to others. Yes. And I go right back to my brother. Yes. Right back to my mm-hmm. sister. I mean, and, and it's even like for some. Sometimes, if I hear about, let's say, the latest worship leader mm-hmm. that stumbled, or the latest yeah. pastor right. that stumbled, I feel a watch uh, on my tongue mm. about someone. Com- hey, did you hear about such and such? It feels like the spotlight of heaven is watching me. Mm-hmm. 
or the devil's waiting for me to say something to further spread something mm. that is toxic through the body mm. of Christ. Mm. I, I, you know, I, I, I want to say this too. What if a move of God has already been released on the church, but it can't get through the weeds of bitterness mm-hmm. and division? Absolutely. What if, what if it's nothing yeah. that God is yeah. waiting on but for mm-hmm. us to love one another the way the Scripture sure. said? Huge. What if? Yeah. Not not only. So let me let me. Um, boy, you know, there's so many directions, and I want you guys to listen to the podcast. I was thinking we were going big body of Christ that this is where this would go, but the bottom line is if it doesn't get down to our own personal lives. Yep. Just as I talked about that little out of control network of gossip, backbiting, and offense can become a wildfire, so also can one act of righteousness become a wall that builds a city, right? So that's why you find out in revivals uh, some pastor repenting to another pastor in offense with a political leader. It's the it's people getting things right Good. with each other mm. that causes the mm. outbreak of mm. many of the, the big revivals that have happened throughout the world. So um, <clears throat> so I, I want to kind of just may, maybe um, uh, go back to this whole deal about what if we, the move of God is just, just out there, but he's waiting for us uh, for, to um, kind of clear the decks. Yes. For the water to flow like it's like our offenses that's why jesus so the lord's prayer he talks about unforgiveness mm-hmm. okay uh in you know forgive us for trespass forgive us trespass against us the lord's prayer ends with yours the kingdom power and the glory forever it doesn't end there that's verse 13. verse 14 that's jesus true. says for if, if you, you do for, not forgive, forgive your brother i will not, not forgive you, you. Right. so it's it's Good one point. flow. Good point. Right? So he mentions within three verses unforgiveness twice yes. to talk about the effectiveness of prayer because he says you're not getting past yep. go, baby, yep. if you won't forgive in the same way that I have forgiven you. Yep. So it, it is that reality is if I'm, if I'm not willing to forgive my brother, then God is going to hold the blockage in my own life or my family or the ministry or my business or whatever I do. I'm blocking the grace of God by my own offense. And um, and, and, and that that desire for God to get a breakthrough. So here's we'll go. We'll go worldwide and then I'll let you have the last thoughts. I was in a, a conference called Finishing the Task, which I'm actually going to be at next week. This was in 2018, and these are all the majority of the kind of the world leaders shaping the conversation, how will the world know in our lifetime? And at that meeting, they were able to announce that the last unengaged, unreached people group on the planet had been adopted. Didn't say they had been reached, but Mm -hmm. somebody had agreed that I'm going to contend for this people group in northern India until laborers are sent, till languages are reached. So at least for the first time since Babel, we stood in the room in awe. Praise God. So they asked me... To, to do a little speaking part and um, um, to lead us in a devotion, uh, like a 30-minute kind of devotion thing. Um, and so 
I prayed about it. I felt like the Lord said the Lord's Prayer. Take them through the Lord's Prayer, put a little background music on it, just let them have a true devotion here. So you've got all these major leaders of all the organizations of the world. But as I'm preparing, I get down to forgive us our debts as we forgive those. And I realize in the room, there's about 50 different splits. So in the room of all these world leaders, they know each other. Oh, yeah, they know each other. Mm-hmm. They were usually came from this group, and then they divided into that group, and then they started their own organization. Then they started their own organization. So almost, at least on the Western side, and there were not just Americans there, it was world people are related to one another, usually left each other mm-hmm. for the wrong reason because mm-hmm. they couldn't reconcile with each other. Right. But they're powerful in God, and God's anointing still works, and God was still graciously working them. And they probably forgiven in their heart, but they hadn't reconciled with each other. Mm. So I get down to this deal, forgive us our trespasses, and I said, and I paused, and I said, we are here strategizing about how to reach every last person on the planet. We have all sacrificed time, money, resources, family. Everybody in this room is a beautiful person who believes in the vision of God. What if this one sentence was the reason that we are not seeing world evangelization in our lifetime? I think it is. Great. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have trespassed against us now. Yep. So what I need you to do is I need you to wait on God. The list, I call it my list. I have my list. I get rid of it, you know, I forgive somebody, then that name comes up. Depends on the day, the situation. But I bring the list back to God. Yep. Forgive them again today, bless them, release them. And I said, and some of you guys need to walk across the room. That's right. Because you have divided, some of you guys, four generations of division are in this room. Mm. And you're trying to do the work of God, but you're continually frustrated. And you're usually mad at somebody else instead of dealing with you. Good. Good. Whoa. Daniel 9. We had a breakthrough. Daniel 9. <laughs> that, that's Daniel 9. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's a posture. Yeah. It's a posture. I mean, I'm sitting here not just in my mind thinking about this conversation or how to say it right. I'm like, this. we are, we are so close mm. to that monsoon that, that everybody wants to see. And I mm. think we will get to see it break out in small. You know, this, mm. I think a thousand of us who listen okay. to this can see that cloud the size of a man's hand yeah. that's gonna turn into a thunderstorm mm. simply by something we can reach right now that says, Am I clear? And so, so I mentioned Daniel 9 because Daniel was the one who was called, you know, no blemish, mm. nothing written of him, of any That's form true. of a sin, yep. right? Um, I think even one of the prophets says, even if Daniel or Noah Job. tried to inter- yeah. Job tried to intercede. So they were standards. Mm-hmm. But when he prayed over Israel at the end of their 70 years of captivity in Babylon, God answered one man's prayer. And and he says, God, forgive us and our fathers. Mm. He did not separate himself. Mm. So it's like, don't God forgive that group that divided. No, we are all one body of Christ together. And I think God's waiting for us to pray that priestly prayer in alignment mm. with him mm. and say, God, we are divided in the body of Christ. Forgive all of us for mm. not stewarding your grace in our mm. generation. Mm-hmm. And stop separating ourselves like, okay, we're the good Christians. Mm. 
and those are the bad Christians, or mm-hmm. we are the mm-hmm. mature Christians, and those are the immature yeah. Christians, right. or we are the uh, right. spirit-filled Christians, and those yeah, are the carnal sure. Christians. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, God, forgive us who have been born again by your spirit mm-hmm. for every way that we failed your purposes mm-hmm. and plans. I think he's going to hear us mm. when we pray mm. because the, 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 the right spirit, going back to you talking about the spirit of things, when man fell into sin, heaven took ownership mm. and sent the Son mm. to die for us. He didn't come down and start fussing with all the human beings. Mm. He said the Lamb was slain before the foundation. So, so heaven owned it. So that's in our nature too. No, we're going to own it together and ask the grace of God mm. to come. God hit every life group, mm. hit every family. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if division can come, if one act of disobedience can spread bitterness, mm-hmm. what can everyone who's listening, one act of righteousness, heal at the next family reunion? Mm-hmm. Forgive your grandmother. Forgive mm-hmm. the one who beat you. Forgive mm-hmm. the husband who left you. Forgive mm-hmm. the defense. The, the and God, no longer will I be a vessel to mm-hmm. spread bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yeah, right in the small. Mm-hmm. Obedience in the small matters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it is the mustard seed of faith Good. that changes the world. Pray first, Jordan. Amen. Lord, we do pray mm-hmm. uh, that you would strengthen us for what Clarence just said, that that mm-hmm. uh, obedience in the small, that the mm-hmm. things that uh, Jimmy and Clarence have been talking about with doing things in the secret place, mm-hmm. that they would be manifest in our relationships unto Matthew 24, 14, mm-hmm. but starting with what Jimmy just said, the mustard seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, help us, Lord. All, we, we all need help. Everyone listening today, mm-hmm. uh, we need uh, the grace of God to do what Clarence said, to release grace and honor uh, as, a, as a package to others. Uh, and so we're trusting you for great thanks mm-hmm. and unity uh, for your Jesus, for your prayer in John 17 mm-hmm. uh, to come forth in our generation in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. <laughs>